Hey, y'all. Welcome back to Sneakers and Champagne. It's your girls, Candace and Kayla. Thank you guys so much again for joining us for our next episode. I know it's been a little while. Candace and I have just been really, really busy traveling and just kind of enjoying life and really celebrating the Michigan National Championship because go blue, baby. That's right. Go blue. Um. Candace and I have recently got back from Amsterdam in the south of France, and that was actually our first sister trip ever together, believe it or not, and we absolutely had a blast, and as you probably already assume, did we fight? Yes, but for the most part, we got along so well and had <laughs> so much fun. That's right. We definitely did. I know you're probably like, how is this your first trip together? But normally we travel as a family. My mom's always down to go and it's not always easy to find friends to to travel with. We just don't all have the same schedule. So most of the time when we do travel, it is with our family or our mom or, you know, my immediate family with my husband. Um, But yeah, this was our first sister trip. It was for my birthday and it turned out to be a blast. The benefit of us traveling together is we're very similar. We like the same things. So outside of our, you know, regular sibling tiffs, it, it went pretty smoothly. Yeah, honestly, I have to say I had so much fun. And Amsterdam, I was really excited to go to Amsterdam, but I didn't think I was going to like it as much as I did. Um, it was just so beautiful. And there was just so much culture and so much to do there. And I know all of you guys are wondering if Candace and I smoked or ate any weed brownies, cookies, cakes, or anything. We did not. I did not want to go down there and end up in the hospital because I ate something and it reacted wrong with my body because we don't smoke on a good day. So I definitely wasn't trying that. Our brother Christian was not impressed. He couldn't believe we went all the way down there and didn't. But hey, what can you do? I know. And one of the biggest things that I was surprised. I thought it was going to be such a a huge, you know, cultural thing there because it, it is so big that everybody would be doing it. It would be everywhere. Like, it would just be smelling like a hot box. But it wasn't like that at all. They definitely have a lot of rules and regulations set in place. So you can't just openly smoke. Everything is set in cafes, restaurants, bars. But there was definitely a plethora of these everywhere you definitely have to be where cafes and coffee shops are very different cafes are geared to weed smoking coffee shops are you know your regular traditional coffee shops so we definitely learned that once we were there and they are very deceiving because you know they're just amongst regular restaurants but they're done and decorated and the food menus are very delicious sounding so you go reading the menus outside the window like oh yeah this sounds good and then you open the door and you're just blasted with the smell of marijuana so you definitely have to be careful with that because they are just regular places um that just offer marijuana but we I was definitely really surprised that it wasn't as open um as I was expecting it to so It was actually kind of nice to see you didn't feel left out like you were the only one not, you know, partaking. Yeah, because you really didn't know who was and who was unless you were looking at the restaurants. But 
there you you were just able to stumble upon so many things too. The one place that I will say that I was very shocked at was the red light district because I've heard so many stories and so oh, many yeah. different things. But to see it is to truly believe it because I don't care what anyone says. When you tell them what you've seen down there, it is it is beyond that. Um, but it was also one of my favorite places too because outside of the sex workers, because that's what they are, the restaurants and the pubs and the bars were amazing. Like we we actually spent a day, like daytime there and we spent an evening there too and just partied and had so much fun. But I won't lie, I did sneak a video because I knew I had to tell my friends what I saw, but they wouldn't believe me if they didn't see it. So I, I did sneak a video and I know it was wrong, but I had to because I just couldn't believe it. Yeah, like describing it just was not it. And it's just so crazy because during the day, it's a regular neighborhood that you pass through to get to some of the other locations and neighborhoods that we were going to. And it, you know, it just seems so, you know, normal. The canals running through, it's all good. And then the lights go out, it's nighttime, and it's a whole new world. The, the red lights come on, and it's like every other building, it's a woman standing in in the doorway with the lights around the red lights around. And it it definitely is, you know, a very shocking moment. All the tourists walking by everybody's mouths were just open and heads were just turning. Like, I cannot believe this is normal (laughs) and just so out in the open, but it, it was definitely a sight to see. Definitely recommend going down and seeing the red light district. Yeah, I agree. And so many people kept telling us like, oh, it's so dangerous and don't go there. And to be honest, I did not feel that at all. And we stumbled upon the the red light district. We weren't even looking for it. So the fact that we were just kind of walking and exploring and we landed there, it was so weird for all the people that were saying that it was so dangerous because there was so much security presence and there were so many people just out drinking and listening to music and the pubs, like one of our favorite pubs in all of Amsterdam actually ended up being in the red light district. And it was probably one of the best pubs I've ever been to, honestly. And it was so cheap and the beers were mass. I've never drank a bigger pitcher of beer in my life. Yeah. For four, what, four euro. It was, it was perfect. Like it was definitely a, a really fun place to see. And just Amsterdam in general was very safe. You know, before even going out, we asked the concierge at our hotel, like, you know, it's, we're two females traveling. Is it safe to just be walking? We were going to one of the clubs and, you know, instead of taking an Uber, we're like, oh, you know, it's only like 20 minutes away. We'll just like walk. And he was like, yeah, it's absolutely safe. Really the only crime that they have there is bicycle theft. And it it sounds funny, but you know, bicycles are actually their main source of transportation. Literally hundreds of bikes would be parked along the streets, parked along the canals, riding down the street. So it was funny to hear, but once you saw how many bikes there were, you could see like, okay, yeah, this is what everybody's mode of transportation is. So the fact that stealing bikes was (laughs) kind of the least of our worries was nice. And as two females traveling, you know, day in and day night walking, I definitely felt safe the whole time. Yeah, I didn't feel uncomfortable in the least, to be honest. And I would go back in a heartbeat. If anybody's looking to go to Amsterdam, I would highly recommend it. And if you do go, please go to the Heineken Museum. 
that was probably one of my highlights of Amsterdam because one, you and I love beer. We're Canadian. We have to, but we also really enjoy a Heineken and mm-hmm. to be at the place where it's made and everything like that. It probably was one of the coolest experiences. Oh yeah. They definitely did that uh, museum very well. And the best part is throughout the whole tour, you get free beer. Literally the whole time. (laughs) You can't beat that. So you definitely left the museum feeling lovely. But just the history of it and the science behind it um, was actually very interesting. So I definitely highly recommend doing that tour if you ever visit Amsterdam. And the cool part, too, is at the end of it, they gave you two tokens that you actually got to go to like a Heineken bar. Like they actually have a bar inside of this museum. And you really felt that you walked into like a normal club. There was like music and a DJ and people were like um, just kind of working the room and offering you different beers where you could use your tokens and then you can go and buy some more. And then they would actually let you get behind the bar and see if you could pour a perfect beer. And that was pretty cool too. Cause if you were able to pour a perfect beer, they're giving you another one. Like it, it was just such a really cool experience that really got you engaged and really made you feel like you're at a museum and you're learning the history of it, but that you also were just at like your local bar having beers with like your friends, but everybody was there for the same reason. So that was pretty cool too. Yeah, absolutely. Would you, what did you think about um, the canal ride? Did you like those or would you not do it again? No, I thought it was actually great. And the, our tour people, I can't even think of the word that I want to explain them, but the ones, our tour guides on the, on the, the boat were so perfect. The weather couldn't have been any better. Um, and they just made the experience like really, really cool. And it was a, a really nice way to see Amsterdam um, through being on the water and um, instead of walking and, and seeing it that because the canal goes through all of um, Amsterdam and just being on the boat with literally on our boat they counted and there was people from 16 different countries That's yeah how that crazy was that was pretty uh-huh. crazy how many people were on that boat from so many different places and the nice thing too is they offered alcohol and for whatever reason socially drinking always brings people together so you were just talking to people and stuff like that but the one thing I couldn't believe were the houseboats. These houseboats were unbelievable. Like I would live on the canal in a heartbeat in some of these houseboats that we saw. Yeah, that was that part was really, really cool. And most most of the places are um, set like right on the water. Even even the buildings, which I found fascinating. We learned this while doing the the canal tour, was just how they get furniture into the houses oh into the, yeah that into was the apartments wild. like the the there's no elevators it's all stairs it's very narrow so to get your couches and your free fridges and other appliances into your apartment you have to use like a pulley system and pull it up and and pull it into through the window so you don't walk it up the stairs it's literally a, your couch is hanging from this pulley system and somebody's on the ground and somebody's up in the window and that's how they get the furniture in it was it was actually pretty crazy to see yeah that was pretty cool I want to know how long it takes to get all that scheduled and organized because you know when we move in like if you move into a building on the first day all you have to do is grab the elevator and you start shoving all your crap into it but that is like so intricate because it's your dressers it's your fridge it's your washer it's your anything that you need you have to do it that way 
but that was really cool to see. And their clubs are amazing and massive. Oh yeah. And the music and the culture is, yeah, it's, it's a very good time. <laughs> Definitely. We had some really cool spots to, uh, to check out. I really enjoyed that part. Yeah, I would definitely go back there. Um, The next stop on this trip was Nice, France, which was really, really cool. I've always wanted to go to the south of France. And Nice was came very highly recommended as like the main spot to stay because it was so central to be able to take so many other day trips. And I definitely agree. I would recommend staying in Nice for so many people. And I love the location of our hotel, too, because we were so central. The beach was two seconds from us. And so is the whole main center. So that was really nice. And I felt very safe there too. Yeah. And, and like you were saying, like the best part of going to Europe is everything's so close to each other. You can take planes, trains, buses to get anywhere. And there's so many just little small little towns, small little cities um, that you can get to just by the train, an hour on the train. 30 minutes on the bus. So we got to see a few other places. So we went to Ez for the day, which is such a cute, really beautiful little town that took us 15 minute to 15 to 20 minute bus ride up into the mountains. And it was just gorgeous views. And then while being there, we found out if we take the same bus and just keep going up the mountain, we end up in Monte Carlo. So we did that and, enjoyed that as well and it happened to be um the yacht festival so there were some gorgeous yachts you know monte carlo is very like a very the very expensive part of you know the south of france so you definitely seen some high-end luxury stuff there but it was cool to experience and it was just a bus ride um from where we were and then a bus ride back to nice where our hotel was, which was nice. And then we took the train to Cannes where we celebrate our my birthday at this really cool restaurant on an island called Laguerite, which was super fun. Music was bomb. Everybody's up on their chairs dancing and interacting. It was such a vibe. I definitely would recommend well, it. Well, it was such a cool day party. Like, I and- mean, we, we like heard about it through different friends. Some people that just haven't gone... The one thing that I was really disappointed is leading up to us going to Laguerite. I was watching their social media and all the different people that were going. And we, the one that I'm so upset that we missed by like what maybe a month was Usher. Yeah. Usher ended up being there and put on a, a spur of the moment concert. Cause he literally just came off of his yacht and wanted to go to Laguerite and eat and hang out and ended up, on the microphone and I was like if we were only there a couple like literally a couple weeks ahead of time we would have been able to experience that so that's a cool part too because you literally never know what celebrities are going to like show up there like even even if you're not into it or you don't care who these people it's just cool to know that like you're at a place where it's so highly sought after and it's actually kind of hard to get to like it it wasn't expensive to get to but like you have to travel from wherever you're coming from to get down to Cannes and then you have to take either a, your own personal yacht, which we did not take, or like little boat shuttles and stuff like that. And that was kind of cool, too, because it also got allowed you to see the island or the city, sorry, from the water. And that was cool, too. Like, that was kind of our boat day. Yeah, I had a lot of fun. I definitely recommend trying it out if you're there. But you definitely have to book in advance because 
it full fills up like very quickly. And I would say the best time slot that everybody recommended for us is around 3 p.m. because that's when the DJ comes. And even though the restaurant closes around four or five, like the party continues into the night. So I recommend booking around three because then they don't force you out because there's nobody else really coming in for um, dinner after that. But it, yeah, it definitely was a good vibe and the weather couldn't have been any more perfect. And it was just so nice to be able to travel such a, a short distance to somewhere just as beautiful and a whole new place and a whole new experience. And that's the luxury of when, once you're in Europe, you can see so many different places. Oh my God. Yeah. It's, it's unbelievable. Even for, even prior to this vacation, like I said, Kansas and I like to travel a lot, but she wasn't able to come with me for my birthday trip, but I went to Paris for three days and then we went to Florence and that was really cool because that was maybe like an hour flight from the two places. And Florence, if anybody goes, that is an amazing place to go to, especially if you are a big fan of wine, because one, you could be right in the center of Florence, which is like a city in Tuscany. And it was just so quaint, the shopping, the food, the eating, the clubs, like the clubs there were unbelievable. And then we also went out into like the vineyards, like we took a ride to Tuscany and went to and did a wine tour. And that was really cool too, because that's where they make Chianti. And Chianti is honestly one of my favorite wines. And I was drinking like huge glasses of amazing Chianti for like $3.50. I could not believe it. Like I was, every every chance I got, I had a glass of wine in my hand that whole trip. Yeah, that's literally, that's the best part. And it's so cheap. And food is so cheap. And I love Italian food. I love pasta and Everything is just so homemade and fresh and nice sized portions, but for so cheap. Like that's the best part. You can't beat that. No, you can't. And I think I think with travel too, I find that people are so scared to travel because of the unknown. Like if you've never traveled before, you're scared to do it. And everybody's always come to us being like, Oh, well, it's easy for you guys because you've traveled before. But I try to remind people that yes, now we travel and we travel a lot and we kind of understand how to do it. But at one point we hadn't and we had to learn. You know what I mean? Like, I think people forget that. Like we weren't just born like, oh yeah, we know how to travel. We had to put the work in. We had to figure out how to book our flights and who to go to and all that kind of stuff. And to me, that's the fun part of it. Like writing, sitting down and being like, okay, where do I want to go in the world? Let's see how I can book it. And so many people are too afraid to do that. So they sit at home and they never, never see the world. And that to me is a shame. Yeah, it's definitely, it definitely kind of like humbles you. You come back with a, a totally different mindset, a totally different mindset of how to live, you know, because you travel and here everything is like work, 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 work. Where there it's like living, like you work to live, you know, you don't live to work, you know, and that's how the North American view is like there, you take your time, they close and shut down to enjoy time with their family and nothing is rushed and, you know, they can survive off, you know, minimal. And I feel like they're, they're happier. And, you know, so you, you, you see that and I come home with a totally different perspective on life. And I, I try to enjoy the moments and enjoy the little things and, 
you know, how pleasant everybody is. And, you know, the customer service is just so far and above and beyond. And, you know, it kind of makes you think like, okay, you know, we got it pretty good. Or, you know, we complain about like the smallest things and, you know, there's, there's just so much more to be thankful for. So I think traveling really does like humble you and make you see things from a totally different perspective. And you realize that, you know, you can be happy off so much less than we need, than we expect, like smaller things, you know, can be, make such a, a bigger difference. And just by traveling, you know, we've learned ways to do things. We we've learned some tips that, you know, we would like to share and just packing. We used to, you know, overpack. I used to bring a carry on a small bag plus a checked luggage. And now this past trip, and I know the trip prior when, what Kayla went on, we literally traveled on with a, a small bag and a carry on luggage. And we went to two different countries with two different weathers and we were able to pack everything. <laughs> oh I, yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. I mean, it, it's not that easy. I will say that like, I am definitely an overpacker, even packing in a carry on in a personal bag. Um, but it just makes it easier for travel. One, you don't have to, go down and go pick up your luggage. And most of these places you're taking subways and trains and buses as their main point of transportation. So to be lugging that plus a big suitcase, it's not as easy. <laughs> no. So I feel like it's been convenient. Packing cubes are a lifesaver, but I've been saying this for years. I have been packing. Lifesaver. <laughs> as soon as they came out, that was the first thing that we did. And it makes it, it really does make it easier and also I find when you're packing to try and find things that you can mismatch and I used to have like an outfit a day with pant shirt pant shirt pant shirt or it might be a dress instead of instead of just buying and saying okay I'm gonna bring this one pair of black jeans and I can wear them three times because when I'm back home in Windsor I'm not washing those jeans every time I wear them I'm wearing them putting them back in my closet and putting them with another outfit when I'm ready you know what I mean so that helped too but it's it's not for everybody, but I would definitely recommend trying it because it saves a lot of money. It saves a lot of time and hassle. Yeah, definitely to touch on what you were saying, a capsule wardrobe definitely, definitely helps not bringing a million pairs of shoes. I mean, especially when you're traveling there, you're walking so much. So your, your main um, source of footwear is a comfortable running shoe. And if the weather is warmer, a cup, comfortable sandal, and you just kind of work um, your clothing options around that. But yeah, that mix match definitely helps to minimize what you're bringing. And then um, and it just saves you from having to lug like so much stuff. And like you said, you're you're walking like you take the train from the train, walk to your hotel, and that can be like a 10 minute walk if that's what you choose to do. You know, some people choose to get an uber or that but you know we were like you know we can do this but you're still rolling your luggage down these winding roads and uneven roads and cobblestone and through people so yeah the less you have to carry the the better and that's what we found to be the easiest way to 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 travel and just losing luggage you know everybody i'm sure that has been to Europe knows somebody that had their luggage lost and now you're 
without, so this just kind of alleviates that. Like you always know that you have everything with you because, you know, it's on the plane with you. So I think that's Yeah, that was honestly one of the main reasons why we started traveling in carry-on in a personal bag. And it was just in maybe what the last two, two and a half years. And that was only because of how crazy it was with luggage being lost. And I'm like, I, I can't afford to go down there and have everything that I packed be gone because I had friends that went to Europe and spent two weeks down there and they still hadn't got their luggage they didn't get their luggage until they got back home so they had to go down there and buy everything clothes underwear makeup uh soaps and lotion just and, and and everything that you packed you had to go and buy and that completely takes away from your experience because all the spending money that you brought down there is basically forcing you to use that to buy the necessities that you already had packed so like you kind of got out of having that worry and that was a nice thing too yeah exactly and the biggest thing we learned when traveling is the time frame the season the best time to go and we found you know it's not in the summer it's what they call shoulder season like the just before high season starts and where it really gets busy with tourists or you know right at the end of the busy tourist season is when we find that we get the best deals, um, the best flight options, and it's just not as busy as, and crowded and you're able to see everything you want and not have to wait. And, you know, the it's not super, super hot because in some places it gets really, really hot. But that's what we found, like, the best time to go. So we either are going in September, which works out because that's when my birthday is, and We've been going more. Kayla has been in February, which is when her birthday is. And we found we are getting the best deals at that time. Yeah. Well, even this year, I'm actually, I leave on February, what, February 14th. I'm going to um, Milan, Italy. And I can't wait because Milan is such like, actually, mom and I are going to Milan. And I'm really excited about that because Milan is such a center place that you can take day trips. So like even right now, mom and I are looking to go to probably Switzerland and we're definitely doing Lake Como because we can hit like three other um, cities within that. So I'm really, really looking forward to that. I wish you guys like you could come and stuff like that just because it would make it that much more fun. And I probably won't be going out at night. So that kind of stuff. <laughs> I already told mom, like you do know that the clubs don't open till 1130. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna pull her out there. A couple of times, hopefully. But the one thing that I'm super excited about is we are going to the Inter Milan soccer game. And you know, going to a European soccer game has been on my bucket list oh, for yeah, a long time. For sure. Yeah, that'll definitely be a, a fun trip. I am jealous, but no, you guys will definitely have a good time. And I totally forgot you brought up that the cl- clubs start so late. So if you're if you're an early you're not a night owl. You go to bed early. It probably will be a very difficult task for you. Definitely. You're going to have to take some naps before because yeah, the, the parties don't start till super late and they go, they go late into the the morning, but yeah, I, I totally forgot about that. Well, cause most people aren't even getting out. Like the clubs open at like doors open at 11. Yeah. And you obviously know what, even when you're back home, you're not going right when the doors open. I mean, as a tourist, you're trying to do because it's so doggone late. You're like, okay, we need to get out there. But they're not coming out until at least 12. Yeah. So if you're trying to party, but like the one thing about Europe, at least what I found anyways too, 
everything starts later. Like even their dinner time, like they don't go out to start eating dinner until seven or eight. So by the time you're done, like realistic, by the time you're done eating and doing all of that stuff, it's almost time for the bars to be opening. Yeah, that's true. But we're, we are on such a different time frame and lifestyle that like the European lifestyle works for me. You already know, I like to do this. I, you and I are both night owls. Mm -hmm. I enjoy eating late. I enjoy dining out. So if you ask me to go to dinner at eight o'clock, I'm ready to go. You know what I mean? So I can stay out and get ready and go out. But so many people can't. And it's hard to get people to say like, okay, club doesn't start till I'll open up until 1130. Let's go grab some drinks at 1030. People are already like, yeah, no, I'm just going to go to bed. Yeah. So I love that aspect of being in Europe because it totally suits my lifestyle. Like I definitely should have lived in Europe because I love their pace of life. Yeah, absolutely. I totally, I totally agree with that. And our, the, one of the tips of like booking is just having a plan of the locations you want to go to. And if you're trying to see a few countries, you know, finding countries that are closed where it's a short either train ride or plane ride because it gives you an option like to see more things. Like we talked to friends when going to Amsterdam and initially we planned on going to Amsterdam for the whole week. But after talking to some friends, they were saying that you don't need that much time. Like four days was more than enough. So that's when we added on the South of France. And it it really was like four days was more than enough we got and we walked so much like I said and we got to see pretty much everything no we didn't go to like every museum that they had but I feel like we did see and get to see as much as we wanted in that time frame that it would have been more than enough um so you know just asking people that have traveled helps you know using a travel agent but you definitely have to know where you want to go Um, how much you want to spend and, you know, just have them give you kind of a few options within your, your price range. And then once we figured out the hotel, which we always ask for city center location, which saves you so much on transportation, it just puts you right in the heart of everything. That's kind of the biggest thing. And like I said, is the time frame of travel. If you're looking to travel specifically during the summer, you're going to be paying those prices and it's, and it's very high because everybody's trying to go. Everybody's off of school at that time. So the prices increase tremendously. So people are always asking us, you know, how do you find these cheap deals or I'm looking up and it's like going to cost me four to $5,000 to travel. And we're like, Oh, we went to this place for 1700 and that was flights and hotel included. Um, and that's the reason we don't, we don't fly, we don't travel at, at high time and we still have the best experience, probably even better because it's not so crazy and not so packed. Um, and with us saving money, it gives us the opportunity to be able to see other places because we didn't, you know, spend $4,000 just on flight and hotel. That's the biggest takeaway that I feel like we've learned throughout the years of booking trips. Oh yeah, for sure. And like high season is like what people don't really high season doesn't always mean that you're that's like the optimal time to go and it's going to be everything because the more people are there the harder it is to get into museums the harder it is to make reservations or get into restaurants and things like that because when we go on shoulders we're not going in like the worst time where there's absolutely nothing to do like we're going at the end of high season and it's still so busy like it's it's still really really busy without 
not allowing you to get into the things that you want to do. Like we've never had an issue getting into a museum or it being too full or anything like that, or tickets being sold out. Like we've never actually encountered that. And I have so many friends who are like, oh yeah, we couldn't get into the Coliseum because it was sold out. I'm like, no, we went, we booked like last minute. Um, and it just worked out for us too. You know what I mean? I feel like I, at least in my opinion, I'm getting a little bit more of a better experience because I'm not battling with all of North America and all of Europe who are out on holiday at the same time. Yeah, exactly. And just like the hotel options, you know, you're booking at high season, all the really good hotels that are in the locations you want are, are fully booked where we going at the time we're going at the time that we uh, are staying near the end. So we're getting like better hotel options and even doing our research. Like everybody wants to go to like, like especially traveling to the Amalfi coast. Everybody wants to stay like right there where the main part is, but there's so many beautiful towns on the outskirts that are cheaper that still give you the same feeling of being in Amalfi, but not the Amalfi prices. And you just kind of can take a day trip. So just kind of doing your research and finding areas that are kind of outside that are a little bit less expensive, but just as beautiful. Um, and that will save you some money too. But you, you definitely have to talk to people that have traveled, research. TikTok has been a very big help because, you know, people show you firsthand their experience there and can kind of tell you like, the pros and cons or say, you know what, if you want, if you're looking for this, go to this place and you're still getting that same experience, but for half the price, you know, it's still just as beautiful. And like I said, you could take like a day trip just to say that you went to, um, you know, the main popular um, locations that everybody talks about, but you can still make it there. Cause that, that's what ends up happening. You, you can't afford it. So you don't get to go there at all. So just doing a little bit of research and taking your time and really planning out your trip will make the, the biggest, um, uh, what's the word, help in your travel and making the experience even that much better. And that's kind of what we found. And, you know, just talking and asking people that have done it, what their recommendations are, you know, even our travel agent that we use, like every time we go somewhere, the first thing she does is as soon as we get back, she shoots us an email like, how did it go? How was the hotel? So that, you know, she can use that feedback for the next person. And I think that's very helpful as well. Yeah, exactly. And I feel that, too, we kind of do that with our friends, too. Like, all, like, we have a lot of friends that travel quite a bit. And when I'm starting to plan or book a trip, I'm always asking for feedback. I'm like, even even people that I don't talk to on a regular basis, I'll like send them a, a DM on Instagram. Like, hey, I saw that you just recently went to this place. What'd you think of it? What would you do or not do again? And that kind of helps me with, with my travels too. So I love when people ask for feedback or want the feedback because it's helped me so many times in the trips that we booked too. So I, def- I definitely think we can even touch base on all the things that we do when we travel and how we book. Cause I think it would probably help out a lot of people, especially within like our friend and family group. And they can take some of what we do and add their own thing because traveling is like a personal experience to be honest. So. Yeah, absolutely. It's whatever you make of it, you make the best. Like we, we don't really go with a specific plan. We, we kind of know the places that we want to see and, 
see within the country once we get there. But our day to day, we just walk and whatever pops out that's like interesting, you know, we'll stop and do like you, we never really have like a specific plan of where we want to eat, where we want to do. Cause you just never know as you're walking all of a sudden you see like, Oh, something's going on at this pub or something's going on in this restaurant. Let's check this out. Or everybody seems to be wanting to try this out, you know, that kind of thing. So that's kind of how we go based on our day to day. And that's why we say just walk things just pop out out of nowhere. All of a sudden there's a concert um, in this open area or on the beach or something going on. And it's like, Hey, you know, let's go and check this out. So you kind of go with, not so many expectations and just go with the flow because if you've never been there before, anything that you do is going to be new and exciting. So, you know, to our friends and family and anyone out there, if you have any questions or want any tips from us that we can give you just from our experience, you know, don't hesitate to, you know, reach out on our, our Instagram page, or if you have our number, text us and, you know, we will help you as much as we can. But if if you can get out and travel and just do anything, um, you know, for a short period of time, just to get away from your regular day to day, you know, it, it definitely helps. It definitely helps your mental health. It definitely helps your soul. It just humbles you and it just it makes you appreciate, you know, life in a different way. And that's kind of what I take away from traveling and why I choose to travel and see the world so much just you know learn different cultures it's such a great experience yeah 100 percent. i mean everybody knows that i'm one facetime call away because i love to facetime so anybody can see <laughs> up at any time <laughs> so yes. yeah for sure absolutely but thank you we are back we are ready to get back into this head on and be more consistent with our our posting of our episodes so Thank you guys for tuning in and sticking with us. And, you know, we hope you continue. We hope to get some new listeners and new followers. And, you know, stay tuned for the next episode, y'all. Until then, cheers. Cheers. See you later. 